0: I was having a conversation with some young Kenyan men in Nakuru the other day and the first question I asked them was, do you think Kenya can have a woman president? There were about 15 of them and nearly everybody shook their head saying, no, we don't think so. And then I went on to ask, why do you think so? And so the reasons that came up was women are more emotional they can't lead because their emotions make them weak, and women are created to <laughs> complement men, um, and that men are stronger emotionally, and so that's why they they're not moved. You know, like they're more logical. They they don't show emotion, and so that means they make better decisions, hence better leaders. And then. I asked them, why is it that we don't think female leaders are competent to lead us, to lead our country, to lead our systems, to lead our homes, and yet it's been happening for a long time, but we've just not been recognizing it. And um, they said that, or somebody somebody in the group said, the female leaders who are here today got there by stepping on men. <laughs> you know, and I, I asked, do you have examples of that? And somebody mentioned Martha Karua. You know, and I was like, do you know Martha Karua's history? Or is it just a prejudice you have against female leaders? Um, and so he used the, the term feminist. He said, women who get to the top become feminists and use their feminism to step on others. And we started a conversation around that. What do you understand by feminism? Because a lot of men today um, don't really get where that stamp came from. They don't use it appropriately. They don't know its origin. And then I asked them... uh, in the Bible, because they were a group of Christians, this was a little relatable to them. In the Bible, the book of Genesis, when the, the, the word starts, and it's written that Eve brought the apple to Adam, and Adam <laughs> ate the fruit. And so it is blamed on the woman that she she made the man eat the apple. And even Apostle Paul writes about it, I think, in one of the episodes. And so I, I, I asked them, Did Adam know that it was forbidden to eat the fruit? And they said yes. And then I asked, Did he have a responsibility to either decide whether to take it or not? And they said yes. And so I asked again, Why don't we ever talk about the responsibility of decision-making that Adam had? Why do we always just say, Eve did this, so we blame it on her? And yet Adam had the decision to make, you know? It's 2019, and we're still having rising cases of femicide. And everywhere you go where women are being discriminated against, Everywhere you go where women are fighting for their rights, they're still being blamed for fighting for their existence. You know? And the narrative still goes, you came from my rib, so respect what I do. And religion has a very huge part to play around this because it's it's embroidered in culture now, right? And into the social fabric of what patriarchy has engineered for this world and I asked these guys But if we are being honest if we stayed out late night and we had both men and women in a group and it was in a place that had high insecurity levels we'd be scared to go out late because there'd be a man probably could be waiting to rob us. It will be a man, but our fear as men would be: this guy's gonna rob me, or they're gonna kill me. But a woman's insecurity is: this man may rob me, may kill me, or rape me. See, there's no man in the street who walks. And another guy cut calls them. Say X hey, Nyaje Kevo Nyaja King <laughs> It doesn't happen. But it happens to women every single day and we don't see it because it doesn't happen to us. And that's what privilege does. It makes you comfortable, it makes you blind. Right? And so a woman would go anywhere. ni aje Empress, Nyaja Black Queen. She'd get cut called. Somebody would um make fun of her body somebody would make fun of her hair somebody would make fun of her eyes or her lips or her perfume and it's in the small little things before they get to femicide, before they get to sexual violence it's in the small little things that we are okay with and they happen every day around us and we've just been so incognizant for a long time right? and so I I need to have a conversation with men when we keep saying that there's been so many fronts where girls are being empowered but the boy child is being left behind. The question is, it's okay. Girls are being empowered. Who is empowering girls? And whose work is it to empower boys? And when you complain that, what are you doing to empower a boy, to empower a young man? What are you doing within your capacity? Because if I'm doing the work, I wouldn't really spend more time complaining about it. All right? Because I'm concerned that boys are continually growing apart. They're dismantling. They're disintegrating. They don't have role models. They don't have men, they don't have their fathers at home. What do you expect? They're going to break down. And so, what are we doing to be better men ourselves? What are we doing to be role models, subconsciously or consciously? To these youngings who are growing up in a very um, confusing universe, what are we doing? What part are we taking? To change the narrative that, oh, boy child has been neglected, segregated, and all this. Why are we always blaming women for things that we created? My name is Onyango Tienu. You can follow me on Twitter at Rick's Poet and Facebook, Onyango Tienu. Let's get talking.
1: Don't Sira janya janya anabado ndola gulu mi filoye ne masama ne nasama lundo. I'm not ara dama tala e salungule bi nene usa ne dara fa tala me woride bi nene usa oye sirata ye oye sira mi oroye Sira leola jola, joli fanga alayodi silama. Iri ba mbita konalu ilani lanta, sira kato kono mabolo bene. Tara la alu, lula lula